This meeting is being recorded. All right, welcome into the Three Guys Talking Ball podcast, episode 26, Max Kepler edition. It's June 9th, 2022. We're recording this on Monday, June 6th, 2022. NBA Finals are going back to Boston. We're going to recap the match between Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady versus Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen. The Twins, we haven't had some twin haven't had Twins talk in a while, so we're going to have a little bit of a Twins talk. But before we get into any sports topics us three we're all going to be together this weekend the band is going to be back together i'm flying out to minneapolis on thursday we're going to a twins yankees game hopefully they are going for a sweep or a series victory thursday night when they play we're going to go grant and i are going to go play some golf and then grant gets a free dinner at Fogo de Chao. I'm going to take these guys their first time to this Brazilian steakhouse, which is the best place anybody will ever eat. And then Saturday, we're going to top off the weekend by going to the Air Church Morgan Wallen concert at U.S. Bank Stadium. So, guys, are you? it's been about almost a year since we've all been together again. And I've been counting down the days. I'm basically already halfway checked out with work. So... I, I hope you guys are ex- excited as I am. How, how are we feeling? Are your livers ready is the better question. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's not. My, <laughs> my, my liver is not ready. But, you know, let, let's be honest here, boys. I, uh, of us three, do not really drink at all. And, uh, do, you know, it doesn't take much to get this old homeboy messed up and maybe knock me out for two to three days. So Grant's going to do his best for that not to happen. Um, but I know, I know who Dylan is. And after, you know, he has maybe, you know, four or five in him, he gets a little generous and, uh, he just said, like, oh, it's, it's, it's fine. It's on me. Take these two. I bought them. I only see him. Maybe take these milk waters and run. Yeah. Take these milk <laughs> waters and run. So I have no choice, but to take them, but, uh, you know, thank God for liquid IVs. Um, cause that, that saved us last year when, you know, we were at, um, the 3M and it was 97 degrees outside and Blaine we chose to get together the hottest weekend of the summer so that was not our best move um but the beers tasted even better though and, yeah. <laughs> but I tell you what it's gonna be fun because like I said we haven't seen each other in a while and it seems like we were planning this out three months ago I just kind of went on to Ticketmaster and I was like wait a minute Eric Church and Morgan Wallen are coming in let's see if this is on a weeknight or a weekend and I was like holy shit Dylan we struck gold um twins are in town that weekend it's just it's kind of all of a perfect storm so, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be, uh, you know, a lot of activities. We're going to jam a lot in. Uh, who needs sleep? Team no sleep like Russ, but then we're going to fall apart in week 14. So we'll probably fall apart by Saturday. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it should be a good time. And I'm, I'm excited. Only, only two more days of work. Only 18 hours. I can do it. Um, so let's get after it. No, it's going to be great. I mean, I probably won't drink as much as grass. Um, that, no, that dude does. has no care in the does. world when he gets here. <laughs> he sees Cowboy Jackson, he just gets erect immediately. But uh, <laughs> we'll probably go there at least twice, as my guess. But on top of seeing Grass, we got the concert, we got the Twins game, and my brother's going to state track on Friday. Like so, like it's gonna be a big weekend. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a hell of fun. Yeah, it is. Well, and then also to to throw in this here, Dylan. You know, we're taking you to your the first time at the you know the Legends Golf Course down there in Prior Lake, and you know, last summer, uh, me, um, you know, two buddies, we went to, you know, once every Sunday, we went to maybe a nicer to an upscale course. And uh, 
between this one and the, the wilds. I like the legends more. It has a very Northern Minnesota feel to it. Um, you know, this course open to the public, really beautiful, you know, long fairways are, are really hilly. So it challenges you, but it's a good time. And you know what, when you got friends in town, you only get to see once a year, you just go full send and you spend the hundred dollars to play around the golf, but it kind of feels like you're in Northern Minnesota that has that vibe to it with those, with those tall pine trees. And, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. And like I said, it's one of those things you just got to do, you know, maybe once, twice, three times a year, um, just to say you did it. And then, you know, who knows, you got it. You got a nice court upscale course. Next time you visit, we're like, yeah, we're going to legends again, you know, signed, sealed and delivered. Yeah. And I was, looking at the course this morning they on their website they've got a nice uh like nine minute video you can do preview preview the course going over all the holes and i do not like that all par threes have water right in front of them just staring you in the face because anytime i'm on a par three with water guaranteed that first shot is just going straight into the water i'm gonna hit behind it hit the ground first boom chunk right into the water and I'm going to be looking like Steph Curry was last night in the NBA Finals, just splash, splash, splash. And then, you know, one thing, don't throw the club in the water because you're yours and mine. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I proud moment here. But last year there was three of us playing the legends. And, you know, the big one Dylan's talking about is hole 13. I want to say it's like 168 to 172 yards. And you're at the tee box. And then it's all water until you see a green. It's kind of has like that, um, the player's championship, that course in Jacksonville where you got to take a bridge across the whole way. And it challenges you mentally to get that thing on there. But I'm proud to say last year when I played, I took one tee shot and I put it on the green. Hey, there Grant, you go. Grant did not well, put it in the right. water. Um, uh, and, then, and then I remember I, I, <laughs> I, I two putted for par. So life, life was good. Um, but since so you we just all know, jinx yourself, bud. And I was just gonna say, you know what? You know, since you it was all good last year, real quick, it's gonna be an absolute joke this year. And I'm probably gonna take put at least two, probably three, in, in the in the water, and then um, you know, drop up by you know, grass or you know, somewhere else, and then I'll probably, you know, take about six putts to make this thing in there. So we're just gonna forget, you know, whole thirteen happened this year. But um, you know, let's take the glass half full approach and see if we can do it two times in a row. Yeah, and we'll stay on the golf track. Did you guys were you guys able to watch the match between? I watched about the last Brady six five holes. Okay, I, I, I watched I watched the whole thing. I was okay. all in. Well, and it, it's Aaron Rodgers is definitely the best one out of that group. Mahomes can can hit the hell out of the ball, but it's a good Same thing Aaron Rodgers connected yeah. with it. It, it freaking went. But you know. You know it, it's, those guys, it's kind of like um, when they were coming out of college, they got some rockets for an arm, but boy, they are up and down and they might not be accurate, but you, you pay the full price of admission to watch these guys send it. And I couldn't get over the sheer size of Josh Allen. I mean, I always thought Mahomes was a bigger quarterback. You know, Brady's got to be about six, four, maybe six, five. And you know, Rogers ain't a small dude, but then you see Allen and you're just like, this guy looks like a linebacker compared to these guys. It yeah. was huge just to see Small this guy for the Wyoming. first yeah, time. Huge. Yeah, first time seeing him out of pads, you're just like, this dude's a monster. Um, so you know, no, no wonder why he's just a freak on the football field because just look at him. 
Well, I grew up on a farm in Northern California, so he's farm tough. Farm ranch, grew up around cows. And, and he, uh, yeah, he grew up working cattle, I'm sure, farming and doing all that. You definitely, there's definitely a toughness to you. And just the college weight room does wonders to the body. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, but, you know, one thing I've always, uh, John Daly talked about this, always talks about this is you can hit the ball. You can hit it 300 yards off the tee. What really matters is what you do inside 150 yards is you shouldn't go to the driving range at all. You should just work that 150 yards in chipping, putting and that, because that's where it's going to make shave those strokes off your game. Well, and, and Ethan can contest to this the most. That's, that's what takes my lunch money. I, you know, you know, we got, you know, there's sometimes I'll be sitting out here and we'll just go full send, you know, 275. To if I get, if I get a nice roll, if I'm going downhill to maybe like 320, but then we're sitting here screwing the pooch on this approach shot. Um, or, you know, you get in the green and you three putt. So it's, it's one of those where it's just, I don't know if I have, just it takes more consistency to do it or i'm just you know you know chicks dig the long ball and i just want to crank her off the tee and whatever happens happens but um that that's probably why i will never become you know anything really you know where you sit back and you're like oh shit you know this guy he's shooting you know 80 80 83 and below but um you know there's nothing better than you know going out the tee box and just cranking one and turn around and everyone's like that a boy nice shot can't say I can do that. Nope. Hey, there's a first time for everything. So, you know, maybe, maybe Friday, you know, maybe be, be a little legends luck and uh, you'll come up, you know, with Ethan's driver there and you just, you know, get a full send and you'll be like, this is fun. This yeah. is fun. Yeah. Super hopefully. fast 2.0. It's pretty good. That's good to know. All right. I do. Um, Ethan's irons. I love, they're fantastic. His, okay. his made burners there. I think you're going to like those things. Good deal. You're not going to like it when I whoop your ass, though. Hopefully you hit him better than I did yesterday. It was far <laughs> and few between where I hit it good, so. But, no, it's kind of – and then back, you know, the match here, guys. You know, Aaron, for the most part, pretty much carried that team. He's going to ha- – that's going to be, uh, I think, foreshadowing into the future. He's going to have to carry Green Bay's team this year because you got a bunch of guys who <laughs> we don't know about. So we'll see if Aaron can shoulder the load. I mean, you know, doing it for 12 holes on a golf course in Vegas on Wednesday is different than 17-week season. Well, that's for 18 weeks. And also, when, Sorry, 17 when, they, when they lose out in the divisional round at home again after getting the one seed, people, you, we can make the joke that, well, you know, he didn't he didn't spend a whole lot of time in the offseason practicing football. It looked like he was more focused on his golf game. Well, it's funny. Alan Allen said that he he looked at one point, you know, when he's mic'd up, he goes, Scott, could you imagine how good Aaron would be if he would have went to OTAs? <laughs> <laughs> I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and, and, um, you know, just like his social media game, Brady is the ultimate troll. Um, you know, Josh Allen starts out, you know, with the picture of Brady at the combine, just looking like your average Joe, the picture that, you know, with Brady with a shirt off and his shorts. Um, but then, you know, Brady comes back with a Lombardi trophy. Lombardi trophy on his ball and he goes hey Josh have you ever seen one of these before have you, have, have you ever seen this before yep. and then also uh you know there's one time I think Brady was either at the tee I think it was a par three and he teed off and he chunked the ground and he goes that shot was a little chunky might just call it Joshy 
you know, if the, you, you mentioned the Packers getting the one seed and losing, which would probably happen if they did. But I'll say this, I'll buy you guys dinner if the Packers get the one seed. Okay, Ooh. fair enough. All right, you it's heard that record, first. Folks. I'm I'm definitely it flipping ha- that. It, it ain't so, happening. Well, we it it's it's for everybody to hear now. It's being recorded. Yeah, it's, it's out there. That's why I said it. Don't lie. So no. I, I'm I'm with Ethan. I don't think they're gonna get the one seed, but uh, he was the one who put dinner on the line, so it's on. Yeah, yeah. I'm no, not gonna percent. I'm not turn down turn down a free meal. Grant's Grant's gonna get two that well one this week for sure. Well, I get who knows? Two he might get two win. later next time. So I get two and they don't get the one seed. That's how it works, right? No, that's bullshit. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. But Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, they were able to win it in the last hole, and mm-hmm. we'll go over to the NBA Finals game one. I had three and a half Warriors, and for the first forty minutes, I was looking pretty good, feeling confident about it. And the Warriors in one game blew a three-one lead. So the Celtics storm back. They are just the cardiac cats they do not quit they get down but they're never out of it they just kind of they just found a way to hang around keep it closed if they got it it got up to about a 17 point lead i think at one point and they never let it get farther they were able to get it down within 10 and then they just kept chipping away chipping away and al horford was huge Jalen Brown, I believe, Al Horford at 26. Jalen Brown at 24. Jason Tatum did not play very well that game. And very well. Found... He was 3 of 17. <laughs> yeah, he exactly. was 3 of 17. Yeah, he was awful. He <laughs> was like D-Lo bad. And... and then Derek White also threw in 21, and I think Marcus yep. Smart had another 24. Yep. Yeah, yep. Uh, J- yeah Jalen Brown at 24. and Smart at 18. Yep, that's what oh, it okay. was. And... Smart played really good defense on Steph after Steph uh, cooled down after that first the first three quarters. He just disappeared in the fourth. And Which is what he the, does. The Celtics ended up pulling away and winning by 12, 120-108. And then game two happened Sunday night, and the Warrior it, – it was close. And then in the third quarter, the Warriors went on that vintage run, and that was enough. Jordan Poole had 17. Steph played big. Clay Thompson is still MIA, has not had a good series yet so far. Gary Payton came back, provided some good minutes. Jordan Poole hit the shot of the series so far from about a little less than half court. And we have a series now, 1-1. Game three is Wednesday night going back to Boston. It's going to be – I. Just the way this is going, I, I said Celtics in six. Grant said Warriors in seven. Ethan, we didn't get yours, but you've been riding with the Celtics all playoffs, so I'm I mean, guessing no you're sticking with it. Now. Yeah, hell no, yeah. And and Celtics the Celtics are easily I, I think right I think talent wise, I think they, they're better than the Warriors. It's just are they able to get over that hump and avoid those nasty turnovers which just plagued them in game two? Well, and, and like I said last week, when you look at the starters, I think the Celtics had the advantage of three of the five players. Um, but last night you had Tatum go for 28, which is what we should expect Jason Tatum to do now. But the rest of the team didn't show up. I, I think Horford had eight. Smart had eight again. Jalen Brown was in the single digits. Um, where where was the rest of the team? Um, you know, like we said, Dylan. And I think, you know, Jordan Poole coming off – coming off the bench or, you know, coming out with 15 good points. 
was that spark that the Warriors needed. And the Warriors, they were probably pissed off after game one. They, they, they knew they let one get away. And then when they had, they had that lead at halftime, they were classic Warriors. They're going to make an adjustment. They're going to blitz you in the third, third quarter, and you're not going to know what's happened. And they, they said, you know what? we got a 23-point lead going into the fourth quarter. We're not blowing this one this time. Let's go back to Boston 1-1. Let's get our confidence up. But the Celtics, they have nothing to worry about, too. Because, shit, they stole game one. They took home court. They're going back to a place they hardly lose to, a place they hardly lose in this postseason. And, you know, they'll make the adjustments properly. And, you know, some of these role players, they're going to play better at home. You know, I, I think Derek White's going to play better. Al Horford will be juiced. Marcus Smart might show us again why he's the defensive player of the year. This is going to be a long battle of a series. And uh, I just don't know if Steph can carry the burden the way he has these first couple of games. You know, he's going to need Clay to be big. He's going to need Draymond to score some points. And, you know, so far we haven't seen much of Andrew Wiggins. I've been kind of on this Andrew Wiggins train through this conference finals here against Dallas. But, you know, the Warriors are going to need him. Um, you know, as they go, as they go back to Boston, especially because if you don't win two games, it's, it's going to be a tough way to win the series. I, I, I know the Warriors could win game six and game seven in San Francisco, but I'd much rather feel comfortable only needing to win one than needing to win two. Well, like you, you brought up how Wiggins really and Wiggins and Thompson, like someone needs to step up, but even in game one, they weren't bad. Wiggins was eight of 15. Clay was six of 14. Like not like, Clay-esque, I guess you could say. He obviously can do better, but it's not like he was terrible by any standards, but just they don't have any bench. I mean, Otto Porter was really the only thing that showed up on the bench. It's it's literally those three, and then that's it. Like, that's – if those three – if one of them has an off game, they're kind of screwed where you look at Boston. White, Pritchard comes in for 16, has eight points. Like, he's been unbelievable in the playoffs shooting the ball. But even Gavin Williams, no points. He had what? Probably average 15 in the, in the conference finals versus yeah. – uh, the heat. So it's like these he guys changed. have guys stepping up. The Warriors don't right now. Yeah. And it's going back to Boston. You know, that crowd's going to be juiced. They're going to be fired up. They haven't had an NBA finals game since 2010. 2010. Been 12 so years. they're going to, it's going to be juiced up. That building is going to be electric. I, I, I expect Boston to come out on fire. Just have that home crowd fuel them up. And I think Warriors will, the Warriors will definitely make it a game. I think they'll it's not they're not going to be afraid of that environment. They've played in how many big games over the years, so they're not going to be phased. It's just it's just who can and it's going to be this like we Grant and I said in last week's episode, just who's going to be able to limit their turnovers, limit the sloppy mistakes, and that's been the story of the game of both games one and two. Warriors got sloppy at the end, ended up blowing it. Game two, Boston, and credit the Warriors' defense or both defenses because both uh, both defenses played really well. That who can get those stops, get those timely turnovers, force team, force them to be uncomfortable. That's going to make the difference. And I, I'm I think Boston would probably win Game three. Warriors win Game four, and it's two two. It's best of three going into Game five, six, and seven. Well, and you know, like well, I said, you to, oh, go ahead, Grant. I was going to say, like I said last week, Dylan, when you asked for, you know, an X factor in the series for Boston, I said, Derek White, look what he did game one. He was a spark. He brought the energy. The team had the juice. And for Golden State, I said, Jordan Poole. And look, look what he did in game two. So again, both teams, you know, Tatum's going to get his like he did last night. Steph is going to get his. 
which role player, and, you know, to Ethan's point, if Golden State has a bench, um, they're going to be the difference in this series because these stars, they're not going to cancel each other out, but they're going to get what's theirs. Um, this isn't LeBron and Kyrie in 2016 where it's just where it's a two-man show. You're going to need someone to bring that spark and bring the juice for this team. And, and you know, so far in game one, it was the Celtics, and game two it was the Warriors. Well, Gress, you brought up turnovers uh, last game, game two. Heck, if, if Boston wants – or if I should say Golden State wants to stay in this series, Boston had 33 points off turnovers on 12 Warriors turnovers. Warriors only had 15 points off of 19 turnovers. Like, if, if that's going to happen every game, it Boston's going to win this series. Like, you got to convert that to more points. I mean, that's less than a point of, of turnover. Like, that's that's terrible. And especially with how often Boston turns the ball over this postseason. I mean – they're, they're just giving out like, you know, dollar scratch off tickets at the gas station. I mean, heck the, the Boston almost hit a three, basically every turnover essentially. Yeah. Like it, that's crazy. Like I, I get like Boston excels in fast break with Tatum and white, like they're in the open four. They're very hard to stop. And golden state really doesn't have that type of player outside of Wiggins. No. Mm-hmm. And, and Al Horford was just, he huge in game one. He was Florida national champion MVP of the final four Al Horford in game one. And then he scored two points, I believe two or four. He scored. Yeah. He was one of four, took four, four shots, one of four from the field, two points in yeah. game two. If didn't even attempt the three, he looked no. like the 2015 Atlanta Hawks Eastern conference finals, Al Horford. Yeah. And, and if, if the Celtics want to win and win, and if, if he has two big games back in Boston, that series goes back to Golden State, and it's three-one Boston. I think. Well, and look at the way look at the way he played against Milwaukee. He he changed that series, and I think in game game four, and that Milwaukee series was the Al Horford show. And look what he did in game one. So yeah, you're you're absolutely right. If they can get two good games out of him, it could could be could be in trouble. Um, but. Oh yeah, that's right. It is. It's the yeah. You're. I, we, I was confused for a second there, Dylan, when you said going back to Golden State, three yep. one. They got away from the two three two. It's two two one one one. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we got game game three is Wednesday night in Boston. Game four is Friday. So we'll actually be able to watch that game together. We might we might do a time capsule live reaction from that. I would have to say to that. See if Fogo's got a TV on and watch it there. Yeah. And. Yeah. So that's that's what's going on in the NBA Finals. Excited to see these next couple of games, and we'll be recapping it Monday. But the Twins, after a very disappointing series in Detroit, losing three of four, they go into Toronto. Four or one five. of the best. Or well, yeah, four, it was four, in Detroit four. though. It was it was four or uh, it was a four game series though, wasn't it? Yeah, but before the, that, four, they played them five. in Minnesota. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. four Real or five. Series. They go into Toronto. They were missing guys because they haven't gotten COVID shots and injuries. And they go and they take two or three from the Blue Jays, one of the best teams in baseball. A team, a lot of people Hottest had team in baseball. Yeah, they exactly. won before that. And take two or three huge series, which is going to lead into another series against one of the other best teams in baseball, the New York Yankees, who we all hate. We're sick of losing to them, and. 
I'm excited that we're finally able to go watch them. I've never gotten to see the Yankees play. So when we were looking these, when we were trying to figure out a weekend, I saw, oh, Twins play the Yankees Thursday. I'm going to fly in Thursday. We're going to go to that game. So it's it's a big series. I They're still dealing with some injuries, and hopefully they're able to start getting healthy. But if they can find ways, they don't have to get sweeps. If they can consistently take two out of three, keep winning series, they're going to, like we've said, have this division locked up because the rest of the central is not good. Yeah. Um, AJ Przinsky, he can just shut up 20 last week. He said the white Sox are going to win the division by 20 plus games. I, and he was serious. He like, said he that last week. He said that last week. Like if he's listening oh. to this podcast, dude, you are, you're a bigger idiot than I thought. And I thought you were a pretty big idiot already. How but, much, how much glue is he sniffing to say something like that? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. He just, I don't know. And he, and he used to play with the twins. Yeah. He, well, he, he does not like it here. I don't, there's no, some bad blood. Didn't he, didn't happened. he win his world series with the white Sox? Yeah, in that with the white five Sox, team? But I don't know. There's some, there's something rubbing him the wrong way. Cause he is not a twins fan. Even when he does like the national broadcast on Fox randomly, he just shits on him the whole time. Well, like, I, I don't get it. But. That's one of those where you just, you turn the volume off. You just, yep. yeah. you listen to, you listen to Provis on the radio and you watch it on TV. You just, you don't, you yeah. don't deal with it. It's like but when Mark honestly, Jones I, is calling an NBA Finals game. Yeah, oh, oh. good call. But oh, no, I think that was the best tw- series the Twins have had all year. Um, outside of the game, game two where Bundy just got rocked, but they're gonna have to figure him out. But uh, first game, you have a guy that I've never even heard of. I, I and I'm like one of the biggest Twins fans. There. I didn't know who the hell the guy was. Um, through four innings, bullpen doesn't allow a hit the last five. Like that's versus the the Blue Jays. That's freaking insane. You get uh, you get to the game three. Or no, I'll take it back. That was Cotton game one. He has first and second, nobody out. He's facing Springer, Bichette, and Guerrero. He throws the most disgusting changeup I've ever seen in my life. Strikes out Springer, gets Bichette to fly out the center, strikes out Guerrero. Like, this dude was in AAA three days ago, and he comes in and strikes out probably the best one through three hitters in the freaking league. Like, and he made him look silly. Like, these swings weren't even freaking close. But it's just – it was like, that's like the kind of what the whole weekend was like. Someone else picked someone else up. Someone else, it was just like this constant pick me up, which is exactly what this twin, Twins team is, needs to do. With you had four guys out, you had Kepler plus three bullpen relievers, you have Correa on the IL, Buxton, they're trying to get healthy, which he finally started to catch himself in that first game, too. Uh, started hitting, hit a homer, had three hits, so he's out of his, his funk, hopefully. Fingers crossed going into the Yankees, but the Twins have the third youngest lineup in the league. And their young guys are killing it right now. Miranda's starting to come around. You got Larnick. Arise is leading the league in hitting right now. I mean, Sano's not going to have a spot when he comes. No. Back. And I'm fine like, with that. Yeah. No, I 100%. Think, I, you, you have to keep Arise in the lineup. I, I don't care that he's like 5'9 and a first baseman. His bat is too good to not not be yeah. in the lineup. You have to. Yeah. And Sano... Sano couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat right or before well, he got I hurt. I didn't even so, mention Nick Gordon. He might be having the best year of any twin in, 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 on the team. Like, he which a lot of people wanted him gone this year. Yeah, I hated the guy. Season. He has found a niche and he is really goddamn good at it. Corey well, outfield's going to be fascinating. It's funny you mention that because last week I was talking to another buddy about the twins and I was talking about how the twins need to send Miranda down and he needs to pull his head out of his ass because he's terrible. And then that was the game where he just goes berserk. Yeah. And he's hitting 350 since, over his last 11. Ever since then, it's almost like he's found that confidence gene. Like when you're playing basketball, when, when you see it, when you see a shot go in, you know, well, let's go back to golf here, guys. 
two or three holes in a row where you're parring it, or even, you know, if, let's say if you have a bow, but good drive, good contact on your second shot. You just got that confidence and you just kind of feel like something's clicking at the right time. And this is, it's perfect. Cause this, you know, like Dylan said, you know, three against the Yanks here, but then let's look, let's look at, let's look to the weekend. You got Tampa Bay coming into town, you know, nine in a row against the AL East. If, like you said, if we could go six and three in this stretch, that would be, we, we I think we could all agree. We'd be on cloud nine, three series yeah, wins, yeah. three potential playoff teams, telling the rest of the American league, Hey, watch out. We're, we're here to stay. You know, this isn't, this isn't your same old twins team. Yeah. It'll be and, fascinating to see what they do at the deadline. Cause you're going to, one of these, out, one of these corner outfielders is going to be gone. I mean, who it's going to be. I don't know. If I had to bet money, it might be Kepler. Cause you're not going to trade Larnick. You're not going to trade Nick Gordon. He's too valuable. You're not going to trade Kirilov. Who's batting over 400 the last week and a half at triple a he's got to come up eventually too. I mean, you have so many options right now, and we, we haven't even mentioned Royce, who's going to be back here is, by the next five Kepler, days. Is he in a contract year, if I'm not mistaken? Uh, he might have one or two years left. but I, And uh, he's I'm also not. having a really good year, too. Like, yeah, he's compared- hitting 260. Yeah, he's hitting 260. He's not bad. But the reason I ask is because bad. it's like if he's, you know, done after this year or after next year, you look at the way these contracts are set up. Well, let's get rid of the guy who's got who's going to leave us. Let's make, try to get – so maybe something in return bullpen. could be a bull, yeah. bullpen arm or, you know, a long, a long-term starter, but try to get a young guy who you can lock in for another three to four seasons because Honestly. sorry, Max, but there's, there's no room for you. And we have some, we have other people who can, are going to be here longer than you. I, and I, I like the way this... Austin Martin even who traded last year at the deadline. Like, yeah. Or I guess it was this off season technically, but um, for no, it was for Brios. Never mind. It was last like, yeah, off season. There was a trade done on last year. Black, you can Black trade. Royce has proven himself. He he can play, and even Palacios, the guy that's came came up for Korea now, the dude can pick it and he's holding his own at the plate. He's not hitting like 120. He's hitting like 220, 240. Like as first time in the majors, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. And the other part too is is the way this team is winning. They're not winning by the home run where it's they're beating teams 12 to two or things like that they're winning tight games where you have to rely on the bullpen you have to get outs move guys over get runners in scoring position and get them in which in the playoffs when they make it that's how they're going to have to win which they it's haunted them the last too many years they've lost 18 straight where they face better pitching it's going to be a little bit tighter tighter games these games are going to prepare them for october baseball just all I ask is get rid of Duffy. The dude's washed <laughs> up. He's trash. Like I'll take the first and the third game in in uh, in Toronto. The bullpen gave up one hit outside of Duffy in uh, zero runs. Like that's insane. Like that's absolutely a top two offense in the league. And the Twins bullpen, who honestly majority of them are no names, and we're down three guys because of COVID regulations. Like they sh- they shut the shit down. Like it was crazy. Yeah, and and that that could very well be a team they're going to be playing in the playoffs when they make it. So, talking about a team falling out of the playoffs, the Angels right now. Well, I think they've lost eleven <laughs> oh. in a row now. My God, yeah. they're free falling. Well, we said that at the beginning of the year, they're a team that you're not going to count on anything until they do actually do something. So, we'll we'll worry about them when they actually start doing something. There's no Angels in the outfield this year in Anaheim, boys. No. <laughs> Talking no. about the twins, I just put over on the D or on the IL again, so that's less than ideal. Mm. Oh, that's um, that's breaking oh. breaking news on the podcast. Yeah, Ethan, what a, <laughs> yeah, man. 
Ethan Schefter over there. No, I was going to say Ethan Rosenthal. Ethan, Ro- oh yeah, yeah. He can, oh, Ethan, like Ethan Morosi, Ethan Morosi. Let's, let's, let's be honest here. Of us three clowns, um, Ethan could pull off a bow tie the best. No, absolutely I so. not. I have there's pictures of me in a bow tie, and he does not. Ethan does not pull it off like I can. Have you looked in a mirror, Dylan? Yeah, I'm sexy as shit, bro. Keep telling yourself that self confidence, and we're gonna we're gonna move on to curveball of the week. This is my turn, and we'll actually since Ethan wasn't able to join us, and he it was his turn last week. We he said favorite TV show as a kid. Ethan, what was your favorite TV show as a kid? We lost him. Oh, we lost him. I must have hurt his feelings when I said I look better in a bow tie than him. He's just frozen. Do we got him? Oh, he's gone. Grant, it's just you and me. All right, oh, well, let's... there he is. He's back. Can you hear us? Oh, connecting to audio. Never a dull we... moment while we're recording. All right, Ethan, can you hear us? We're back. We're okay. back. So, like, we're fill the line on the keyboard. No, I just, uh, the internet decided to pull a grant and just take a shit. (laughs) (laughs) You rascal. (laughs) Okay, so I don't know if you got my whole spiel, but last week you weren't here. So, but you still had the topic of uh, Curveball of the Week. So what was your favorite TV show as a kid? I feel like the only logical answer here is Rocket Power. Oh, that is a good one. Respect. Yep. They were just—they were shredding it, man. They were really good at, at skateboarding. It's one of those like that's before you get to Tony Hawk, and then it's like, hmm, I think this is kind of cool. And then seeing Tony Hawk takes it over to the, to the next level, and you're like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it was better than sliced bread, for sure. I I, I am glad I'm sitting down because that is a lot to take in right there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So we'll go to this week's topic, and I have it. So we're going to Eric Church, Morgan Wallen this week, this Sunday or Saturday. And I think it's both these two guys' first time seeing Eric Church in concert. I've seen him twice. I saw him once at WeFest, and then I saw him uh, in, I believe, 2017, which was, wow. I'm actually surprised you remember seeing him at WeFest. I was there. He was he was away. You knew he so, played, is what you're saying. And he he it was so far away. The only thing I could see was the, the video boards, and he, you it went was to awesome. Right lakes, and he was playing music. But that's that's about as much as you that's, remember. That's the extent True. of the story. And and then I saw him in 2017, which is crazy to think it was five years ago already. I saw him up in Grand Forks at the. It was the Ralph. Yeah, it was at the Ralph. Oh, and, marble. Hey. Yeah. And it was it was actually on my birthday, which was pretty cool. So it's my parents' birthday present to me that year. And wow. he's probably my favorite singer. Him and Kid Rock are one A, one B. And so for this week's question is what's your guys' favorite guilty pleasure song that you you hear it like Grant sings in the shower, and I'm actually, ooh, and man, because 
this is one that I, I I'm very curious to see what your guys's answer is on this one because everybody has one that they that they let their inner uh, to quote the great league they let their inner Brian out and they their alter mm-hmm. ego shows up where they they just can't help themselves. This this is a good. Two. Yeah, go, go ahead, go ahead, Ethan. Go ahead, Ethan. All right. So first one, uh, Sweet Caroline, just a classic. Yep. Like it's I a baseball song. I do play baseball. Like it, it just makes sense. Um, second one, guy goes Zach Brown band, big Zach Brown band fan. Uh, I'm gonna say Colder Weather. Okay. It's, it's a sad song, but it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, um, you know, along the same notes like that with Ethan, I kind of got two here. But to piggyback on, you know, it's kind of a sad song. And when you really look at the meaning, you're like, I shouldn't be singing along to this. And I shouldn't be stopping everything I'm doing when I hear this and when it comes on. But Whiskey Lullaby by, by Brad Pitt. I was going to say that. Oh. God damn it, oh, that's good. Wow. I mean, there's just, just random days. I feel super emo and just like depressed. And I listen, I listen to yeah, that. It's just, you sit back and it's like, you could be having the, the time of your life. Yeah. And but- you know, the guitar comes on and you're just like, I'm now in a mood where I shouldn't be this happy to hear this Especially song. It's like a fifth grader. If you deserve this song, you know? Like- oh, ex- exactly. It's like, there's, it's, it's, it's the meaning to that. And the words are just so depressing and so sad. Yeah. But it's such a good song where you just can't help but sit back and sing to yourself. Yep. And yep. And think this this might be Brad's best song that he's he's written and sang. It's fantastic. Um, the music video is sad as hell too. Oh yeah, we're not gonna go there. I mean, gosh. But another one with that is um, I'm gonna ha- probably have to go with my girl Taylor Swift here, and uh, oh. I'm be honest. Whenever Blank Space comes on, I just feel <laughs> I'm enthused and I'm like, I, it's it, she's so catchy. And um, it's one of those where it's like, I can just rock out to this at any time. So I'd have to say, you, um, you know, Whiskey Lullaby by Brad Paisley and then Blank Swift, Blank Space by Taylor Swift. Okay. Great ones. Yeah. And mine, mine, I, I don't, I can't really lab, name it down to one. But it's basically anyone, but anything by Shania Twain. Just, just gets me going. Yeah. Just this. There's so many. Do you feel like a woman? Oh yeah, that one. (laughs) Uh, that don't impress me much. Any Mm -hmm. man of mine. Whose bed have your boots been under? Party for two. I I have one from very, very far right field. Um. Crap, now I just forgot about it. Oh. Uh, I, just, I literally just thought of it. Now I forgot the name of it, of course, because that's what I do. You Raised Me Up by Josh Groban. Oh, okay. That's way that right. That is a good field. song. Mm-hmm. Well, most of your takes do come from right field, so. But they're not wrong. <laughs> they're, it, 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 that's up for debate. That's debatable. You stuttered. You know, it's true. <laughs> Sometimes I just lose we got track of my thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> But so thank you guys for listening. We'll be excited to see these two clowns in person. We might be having some time capsules on the next podcast, depending on what happens. And if we remember to, to uh, record some thoughts, but until then we will talk to you next week.
All right, we're back. Make sure you tune into next week's episode as we continue talking about the NBA Finals and our weekend together. The Twins game, Grant's ass whooping he's going to take on the golf course, the Eric Church Morgan Wallen concert, our dinner at Fogo de Chao, and what other shenanigans ensues. Make sure you are following us on all of our social media platforms where we will be posting other content. Check out the Three Guys Talking Ball Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at 3GTB Podcast where we will be posting short clips of the show and other content. You can also check out our Three Guys Talking About YouTube page, where we'll be posting the full podcast if you want to see the video version. That puts a wrap on this week's episode of the Three Guys Talking About podcast. We'll talk to you next week.